Okay, recording. Los Angeles, Hey, hi, hello! I absolutely love Vander. Still one of the best witches ever. Thank you very much. <laughs> best witch, Los Angeles tap water, best line in all the franchise, I think. The fact that that made a winner in episode one, that's why Vander is still the best winner to me. Like, come on. Yeah, they knocked it out of the park with that episode. It even ended with Balenciaga. Like, come on. I know you get a kick out of that. No interest get this time. Surprisingly, it's just a previously on. I feel like they don't usually do that. No, they don't. But it did remind us of all the absolute fucking insanity that was that cauldron. Mm-hmm. Erica continuing to be absolutely angry at everybody putting her there, which, fair enough, because I think she absolutely redeemed herself, well, partially. I mean, the look wasn't that great for the leader witches, but that fright feat definitely proved herself there. Oh, yeah. Anyway, first out is Abora. Or is it? Well... Dragula theme music, drag, filth, horror, glamour. Bible girl. We wake up in a new day in the boudoir, and everybody's coming in, and it's like... Is there a twist under this table? It's a mix of, like, Erica, what was it like up there? Erica, you suck, but also, like, oh, I can't believe Abora's gone. Oh, no, I'm mad, but you know what? It's, you know, Abora this, Abora that. Let's just keep talking about Abora, you know? Like, Hosa, why are you defending Abora so much? Why are you doing Abora so much? And then speak of the devil... I mean, literally, it's just like three or four minutes of talking about Abora, and then Abora comes in. Yeah, holding this ridiculous baby mug. The message from the boulets saying, trick or treat, treat for me, trick for you. So basically, it's just a fake out ass elimination to be like, yeah, we sent her home, but mm, not really. Yep. That's something else. Yeah, out of everyone to give a second chance, it's, it's Abora. I can't with this, though. The fact that, like, Abora literally, like, or uh, Astrid's, like, fucking running over, like, yay, Abora's back, and you can just see in Abora's face, like, I don't care. Like, Jesus. There is death in his eyes. But then as soon as Hoso's, like, oh, even though he's still hugging Astrid, he's like, hey, Hoso hugged me now. I'm happy. Yeah. Make it more obvious, bitch. Also, also, at some point, Astrid brings out the I'm an empath thing. Oh, God, yeah. I'm not going to touch that shit with a 10-foot pole. I, I don't even. I'm not getting into that shit. Y'all want to be your empathic selves? Go nuts, but I don't need that Quote shit. Quote-unquote empath. That's... Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I have feelings, too, and I care about people. It doesn't make me a fucking empath. Anyway, the point is, is like, you know, continue fighting, continue fighting. Kendra saying, like, nah, I don't think it's fair that you're here, and you should be gone. But that's not, you know, the point. Wee woo, wee woo, get to the main stage, girlies. Hello, welcome back, uglies. Congratulations on surviving the first challenge of the season. This week... Oh, shit, I missed it. Good job. This week, we are donning our pointy hats and pulling out our broomsticks and taking to the skies for this week's episode, Revenge of the Witch Challenge. Yay, cheers, applause, woo, yippee, wee. For this floor show, you must design and create an original and terrifying look based on the iconic theme of the witch. <laughs> the idea of witches has perviated cultures in every corner throughout the globe throughout time. Perviated? Perviated? Is that not what the word pervaded. is? Pervaded. Is it not? It looks like perviated. Oh, pervaded. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Still. I, perviated sounds funnier. Anyway, um, there's an infinite pool of possibilities where you can draw inspiration from for this theme. While we do want to see originality in your final look, 
we also want to see your drag represented as well so make sure you identify the drag artist that doesn't get lost in your witch's brew as a second part to this challenge and as a homage to the wicked witch of the west you must also create craft decorate or cobble a pair of custom-made magical shoes to go along with your look that being said you won't just be modeling your new looks and shoes this week instead you'll have to serve it up during a lip-sync performance to a special song we picked out just for the occasion and special is one word for it i think it was fucking insane meanwhile guy loved every fucking second of it literally just like what is this i love it meanwhile i'm just like what the fuck they're literally on crack like what <laughs> it is certainly interesting it's something else but yeah lip sync performance i also think it's fascinating that they've done two lip sync things in a row uh-huh i think the reason why they got this song out of all things is because it would be cheap oh for sure I hate to say it because it's an OG YouTube thing, but like, yeah, it would be cheap. There were plenty of other songs I could think of, but they're not going to pay for those. Anyway, now let's get to my favorite part. This week's Fright Fest. Fright Feet. I say Fright Fest. I'm, it's, I'm used to going to Six Flags. I say a Fright Fest. Okay. In order to participate in the main challenge, you'll have to play and survive the game of Burn the Witch back at the boudoir. You'll be served some of the hottest foods on planet Earth. And whoever manages to consume the hottest items in the shortest span of time will win the challenge. The winner of the Fright Beat will be a cast a curse on an opponent of their choosing. This week's curse is called the Curse of Baldness. <laughs> <laughs> Casting the Curse of Baldness on an opponent will evaporate that person's wig or headpiece for the entire floor show. And force them to perform completely bald. My wig! Should you survive, you can start planning your witch-inspired looks. But remember, if your witch is anything short of wicked, it will be more than your wig that will be burned at the stake. Good luck, uglies. That's where I get I try to do that voice. I wish I could do that voice better. I always think of the IMHO. Hello, uglies. Anyway, we are back to the Fright Feet, and ooh, some of these foods. Ooh, girl. We got Hot Men's is standing there. Yeah, you didn't go back. I don't remember it. It's I have to go back to the hold end. On. Hold on. I wrote it down. 10XY. That's the new hot guy. Because Israel is not nowhere to be found. So basically, they're all wearing, they're not all wearing, but it's, they have gloves on so much so that they're like, oh, yeah. Erica is absolutely determined not to lose, which honestly, fair. You know what? A lot of people, she's a bottom bitch. She's been a bottom bitch. I mean, you remember season two? Something like this, even if it's not a main challenge win, I mean, I'm spoiling it now, they win the Fright Feet. It's something that definitely proves them, I think, that shows that they're here and they want to fight, which I appreciate and I really like. So we have level one, which is Vato Loco Bloody Mary, a Scoville rating of 5,000. So they take their drinks, they be doing their things, they're like, ooh, that's hot. Ooh, that's hot, isn't it hot? But everybody stays in. Uh, level 2, we jump up quite a bit. We have a cayenne-laced jalapeno at a Scoville rating of 35,000. At this point, does anybody drop out yet? I don't think I don't anybody, think anybody drops, drops out, out this time, but people do say... Uh, Ava's like, I yeah, didn't pain, fucked up. this one's hot. Yeah, Ava's like, ooh, I'm done. But no, no, nobody taps out, nobody taps out. Okay. So now we're at level three, which is the Morga Scorpion Peanuts, a Scoville rating of 100,000. Ooh, those are just some fucking peanuts. Like, that's the shit that scares me. The fact that those are just some fucking peanuts. Ooh, you can even tell because the difference in some of the way that some of them, because now that I'm looking at this, the way they scoop up the peanuts, some of them got them in their hands, some of them 
But the way I noticed, because you look at Erica, Erica fully just takes the uh -huh. plate and says, give me. Erica just eats right off the plate. Right, literally pours the plate into her mouth like, oh, I love that. Very familiar. Erica has done this sort of extermination before. Oh, absolutely. Uh, level, nobody taps out yet. And now we jump up to level four, plutonium number six hot sauce. Scoville rating 225,000. The bell is rung and here they go. Let's take a sip on a tiny ass little spoon. Ooh, everybody's, ooh, Melissa's feeling it at this point. Like, ooh. My pussy is sweating. My pussy. <laughs> Nobody taps out yet. They've all made it to level five. Hellfire Wasabi Habaneros at a 350,000 Scoville rating. Oh, Habaneros. First to drop out is Yovska and Coco. They said, we're done. Goodbye. But everybody is, everyone else is like, okay, come on. Let's do it. Meanwhile, level six, we have a Ghost Chili Amuse-Bouche. Scoville rating, 850,000. Bell is rung, it's time to eat the little cracker. But before it's even eaten, both Astrid and Hoso tap out, which is actually very funny that they're like, damn, I let a bunch of white people beat me. Uh -huh. So funny. Level seven, a whole ghost chili pepper. Erica just goes in, says, no, nah, I'm not even, I'm not going to reflect ringing the bell. I'm just going to eat it. Fuck you. This is a million Scoville. Million Scoville. Mm -hmm. She can't do it. Melissa taps out. Wretches. Kids like, nope, goodbye. At this point, we are now left with... Oh, Ava, I think, tapped out at some point as well. Oh, yep. Uh, all that is left is Kendra, Abora, and Erica. Oh, no, there goes Victoria. I completely forgot about Victoria. Because <laughs> she basically got no screen time here. Wow. Level 8, the Trinidad Scorpion Chocolate. A Scoville rating of 1,750,000. Bell is rung. Like, that's a tiny-ass little piece of chocolate, but oh my god. <laughs> Erica just been like, it was not that bad, y'all. Like, come on. But they're like, my throat is on fire. But they're not giving up. And next we get level nine, a whole Carolina Reaper pepper at a Scoville rating of 2.2 million. And it's really, it, oh my god, the fact that they're just eating it whole, like, insane. As Kendra would say, sucking the devil's dick hot. But Kendra finally gives up at level nine. And now we are only left with Erica and Abora. Everyone seems to be cheering on Erica, which I do appreciate. And Abora decides to try and fuck with her. Does not work. But now we get to level 10. Pepper X, with a Scoville rating of 3.3 million. The bell is rung. They eat their shit. Everyone's like, come on, Erica, you can do it. Keep it in. But she's throwing up a little bit. Coco standing up and being there for Erica, I really like. Just being like, you know, stand up for him. And Erica just being like, fuck you, Abora. So nobody backs down, and now there's, that's all the levels. So now they have to eat everything in one plate that they just ate. For a combined, all levels combined, Scoville rating. That really doesn't make sense that the Scoville rating combined is 3.3 million, because that, that shouldn't be the right. If the last one was 3.3 million. Could you go back and just add everything up real quick? Scoville is semi-logarithmic. But would it not all... So eating all that at once, including that extra pepper that is already 3.3, is so it doesn't like add on. You're just gonna really only feel the pain of that one that's worth 3.3 mil. It adds up, but as you add more and more capsaicin, it has less and less effect. So you need exponentially more. I guess, but still, I don't know. I just would have liked to see an extraly extreme number, but whatever. Okay, so things about the Scoville heat system. I just googled it. The whole damn thing is based on parts per million heat. You calculate that by getting the amount of capsaicin and dihydrocapsaicin, which are the two spicy forms of capsaicinoids that are most popular in peppers. 
It ignores any other form, but it gives you a general value. The whole point is to measure based on parts per million, which means that it's a portion of it. Theoretically, the highest possible Scoville rating, your capsaicin, would be 15 million Scoville. Like, a million parts per million times 15, because that's what Scoville actually does. It multiplies the parts per million times 15. What results is, comedically... So, because of the fact that this is a combination of 10 different things, most of which having a handful of thousand Scoville heat units per item, the overall average, if you use proper popular measurements of these things, they use record-setting measurements for the last two items. Carolina Reapers are generally about 1.6 million, and Pepper X has most reliably been found to be about 3,100,000 to about 3,180,000. So the 3.3 million is absurd, and nobody agrees with that one. It hasn't even been verified by the Guinness World Records or anyone like that. So if you use the quote-unquote top values... For the last two peppers, you get 981,500 Scoville heat units as an average for the whole thing. Because the whole point is to measure the amount of capsaicin in the overall product. It's an average. When you do it with the proper values, it's only 909,500. Which actually makes it seem minuscule compared to, like, the Pepper X or the last thing. So that's why they wound up saying, oh, it's, uh, 3.3 million, yeah going way over on the estimated possible Scoville heat units for a pepper. Though, when you're going through and actually experiencing all of this heat, you have to do it in a line. So arguably you could say it's the amount of heat experienced maximum. Which is still not 3.3 million. Hate to burst your bubble. But to be fair, 3.1 and 3.3 million probably feel about the same, because as you get more and more capsaicin, it stops feeling the same. <laughs> It stops feeling worse. It just becomes pain, and there's no good way to quantify that. Anyways, thanks for listening to me ramble. Anyway, all levels combined. So, it's back and back and back. Who puts the hands up and eats it all? They eat it all, they're trying. Literally eating her own vomit because she did it on season 2 too, and raises her hands. Uh, Erica wins the challenge! And gives the wig of baldness, well, the spell of baldness to Abora, as pretty much everybody thought. And as Coco said, it's not very strategic, but, you know, clearly Abora. Which, fair. Erica just says, it's basically just to say, don't fuck with me. Which, everybody shouldn't have fucked with her, like, my god. See, if I would have done that, I would have been fine. I would have been like, let me put on a ball cap. I'll bite the first thing, and then that's it, I'm tapping out, goodbye. Well, the first shot probably would have been fine. No, I don't really care for spicy things. That's, that's just me. As Ava says, yeah, she's kind of fucking fierce for that, yeah? I will say, the Curse of Baldness being cast on Abora does actually kind of work in his favor. Yeah. Anyway, so now let's meet our witch haws, or at least the ideas behind the witch haws. With the music, eerie music, you know. Hot guys, like, okay. As they all just go off. They all start to party. They're like, we did it, we're witches. And the guy's like, oh, okay. This is something, I guess. You all just watch each other torture each other, but okay. We have Victoria, who is inspired by necromancers. So the character is going to be blind in one eye, and these specific eyeballs being preserved in a jar that they will carry with them. 
basically a planchette that's going to help me talk to the dead. For the shoes, they took some bones they had lying around, because in Dragula, everybody just seems to have bones lying around. Taking twine and turning the twine bones into bone shoes, I guess. How many bones do I ween? Yeah. Ava's Witch is inspired by Victoria fashion and old school silhouettes. Very, I mean, it, I could see that. They, they give off very, like, Victorian vibes at times. Uh-huh. I do very much enjoy the shoes. They're made of practice tattoo artist skin, and it looks very like Hellraiser. It's got like red Siam rhinestones. Like, ooh, it's so pretty. But like gory and disgusting at the same time. It's cool. Yeah. There's like an ear, eyes. Very cool. I would wear this. Yeah, agreed. Now we have Kendra, who's bringing a more modern voodoo witch, as they say, sort of like uh, taking incorporations that they did from their resurrection look and making it even more big. As they say, the outfit and leotard they're making is made from actual African fabric. They've got the headpiece that they made or wore during resurrection, but they're going to pop it out even more instead of being not less bland, but like purples and yellows and making it like pow, pow, pow. You know what? When we get to the actual silhouette, it reminds me a lot of what Kendra was exterminated in. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I could see that. As they'd like to say, they're more of a minimalistic queen. They're not everything in the kitchen sink everywhere, which yeah. that's fine. But it does mean that the shoes are really basic. They only have feathers on them. Oh, the shoes are absolutely basic. But it also, in a in a drag competition, basic is not something... Minimalist and basic is not necessarily something you want to be all the time. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, especially in a challenge like this where the whole point is to be a big standout, big, like, Especially for the challenge, I should say, like, with those shoes, because they're so basic when we get to them, we'll talk, they're just literally blue shoes with, like, little, like, metal spirals on the heels and some feathers, and the problem is that's not enough, that's uh-huh. not enough being done to them in a challenge where the shoes are specifically a huge part of the challenge. Yeah, I mean, at least, at least stone them? Yeah, or something, do, like, maybe, like, do color, like, if you have those kind of, well, if I was to say, if you had those kind of stones, I could say you could stone them the same colors as the leotard. Yeah, that actually would be pretty cool. Next we have uh, Yoska, who's very, like, candy witch. Candy putting some peppermints in this ugly-ass hair. Like, ooh, this hair is disgusting. This is swamp witch hair. This is the wrong kind of witch hair. Exactly. Everyone's literally like, they should have cast the spell of baldness on you. Shit, you would have, you would have, this would have been an advantage. I feel like if Yovska wanted to really do this sort of, because it's not even fully just Candyland witch, uh, if Yosuka wanted to do this sort of Candyland witch, the wig should have been giant and pale pink. Yeah, like a pinky color. Black hair for the candy witch doesn't really make sense, honestly. Well, actually, it could work if you put, like, pink streaks in it. Well, pink, no, I was gonna say, or maybe, like, twisted in braids of some sort, or something that makes it look resembling, like, black licorice, maybe? Ooh, yeah! That's actually a really clever idea. In that case, that could be something... But um, they did not go with that. It's just an ugly rat's nest. Yeah. Next, we have Coco Kane, whose witch is inspired by lyrics that reference an albino alligator. Interesting. The creature in my brain is basically just created itself. Materials I'm using are embossed white alligator vinyl, as well as silver buckles, baubles, and bangles, making it all themselves. They don't know how today of figuring this shit out. I'm going to take this punch hole and... Make it. I mean, she makes it all herself, and I do appreciate that, but it's like I said, when we get to the actual things, it's... I don't know. I just want more. I love Coco. I love her personality. I love her so much, and I just feel like I've been disappointed these last two episodes. 
she still has probably one of the best looks i mean season four had a lot of best looks but that's because everybody gets more money as time goes on and more designers that morticia adams look for the horror characters reimagined is still one of the best fucking looks that i've ever seen and i just i need her to bring that level of amazingness again yeah you know although i will personally say when we actually get to coco i do actually kind of really like her look because i've taken time to look at it more I actually do kind of like it. I just think it's it's fine. I just think the problem is that sometimes it, it reads off as too simple. Yeah. That's the problem. Oh, they didn't even really mention the shoes. Coco didn't mention the shoes. It's basically like long, white alligator boots, basically. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we have... Hoso. 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 Hoso is inspired by animes such as Soul Eater and Fairy Tail and the animal witches that are from them. And so they're basically doing a feline witch who turns the victims into rats. And then puts them on her shoes. It's a lovely collection. We have Gertrude, Bethany, Tiffany. Uh, I don't She doesn't know this one's name, but it's very cool. It's an unusual color scheme for a witch. It's I, Which I agree. I do think it's all stitched up fabric. It looks very cool. I think it looks good. I think it looks going to be fine. I do kind of wish for some of them it does sort of not necessarily immediately read witch if you like. Like the hat I always feel like is a big part of witchery, but not all witches have hats. So I think there's got to be an element of being able to just immediately look at a look even without the hat and be like, okay, yeah, witch. And sometimes I feel like that doesn't necessarily read across for people. That's the thing with... So whenever we think of dragon, what the fuck do you actually think of? Because there are so many things that we call dragons. The same goes for witches. I mean, unless you're thinking really specifically European-style witch, which is a pretty limited purview, honestly, there's just way too much. There's way too much. Oh, by the way, by the way, I came up with a name for the transition stinger with the clock that oozes goo. It's the Gooku Clock. Uh, yeah, he's so funny. My genius goes unrecognized. As it will. Anyway, next day in the boudoir, we get Melissa shaking their ass and wanting to trade and doing some dips and voguing. Just being like, damn, drop, boop. We got a dip, everybody just dancing and dipping and booming on the floor. Everybody's having a good time. They talk to a boy about the bald cap. Then we get this bit where basically uh, Ava is like, okay, everyone needs to do a witch cackle and whoever does the best, I will pour them double drinks in the cauldron. And so they literally just go around the room and do witches' cackles, and it's all really funny. And then Coco does her cackle, and it's so fucking funny. Literally everybody does actual, like, witches' cackles and screams everything, and then they go to Coco, and it's just, tee! <laughs> Coco wasn't even bothering to try. Like, it was so funny, just, like, everybody like, does, I like... I do not have this... I don't care, it's like, <clears throat> well, because she even... No, because she even does, like, the... She's like, ahem, I'm going to clear my throat, ahem, <gasps> tee-hee! And it's just very funny. That's the shit that why I like Coco. Yeah, the looks aren't always there, but goddammit, that personality is fucking shining. I love her so much. It's the same thing, like, okay, another example, of, if we're going to Drag Race, because you know I mentioned something. Another example is Ginger Minj. A lot of those times, those looks are not there. But that woman has got a personality that could, like, charm the snake out of a boot or whatever they say. I love Ginger Minj, but I know those looks aren't there. They know those looks aren't there. And unfortunately, I feel like these looks, last two looks for Coco are not necessarily as there as I've seen in the past. And I want the looks to match the personality and charm and amazingness that I love Coco for. 
Uh, we don't get really any more information because they don't. They heaven forbid they interview every single monster about their witch look, but no. Yep. And now we get like this fucking Boulez look because they take fucking forever. I need them to stop doing that. RuPaul doesn't even do that shit. Like they just get right into the look. But no, you're gonna spend a whole ass minute in the darkness just being like, look at this. We're gonna show you eventually, but now we're just gonna get like shots here, shots there, shots there. No, just show it all, goddammit. And it's not even that like like it's fine. It's like an alien suit basically. Like if they were aliens. The the monster alien, you know, from the alien movies. A xenomorph, kind of. A xenomorph, excuse me, yes. Somewhere between xenomorph and a thing. Oh, so they do have heels. Never mind, I thought those were scoochie boots. Okay, never mind, they both have heels. Oh, that's what you thought they were? I thought Little Boulet has scoochie boots that didn't have any heels on them when I first saw it, but that's just because oh, I saw no. the, like... But that's just because I saw the extremely wide front heel, so I was like, oh, it's like, like that all the way to the back, but no. Yeah, no. Meanwhile, I feel like Big Boulet actually has, like, the sort of just like witchy sort of like the pointy not really pointy but a little pointy you know heels rounded point rounded point basically but yeah it's it's fine it's like aliens they're aliens basically they're xenomorphs they're the xenomorph queens of screaming zombie memes and stuff yeah i've noticed they reliably have white wigs with some sort of a black line in them this season oh my god they're the reverse manila <laughs> anyway like I said, I don't really know how to explain it. It's almost like it gives me alien xenomorph vibes mixed with cyborg, but then like that one skull on the left side of the big boulet gives like screaming skull demon, so it's not actually aliens. It's just like a fucking dress made out of like screaming skulls. So I, I don't know. It's a whole lot of shit, I guess. I'm just going to say Big Boulet also has said again, a special song we picked just for the occasion. Yeah, it's a song called Fucking Shoes. By Kelly. Shoes by Kelly. Yeah, and we have our two guest judges. We have former last season. They have a lot of guest judges from last season. I think that's the whole bit. And season two and season three, I think, because I don't know if she was on season four. I think she was on season... I know she was on season three, I think. Or maybe that was season four. No, it was season four. I believe it was. So all last season, some others. So we have the nun two, the incomparable Bonnie Aarons. Gorgeous. Lovely. Love that. And then we have a returning, literally, basically the third boulet at this point, because they were the very first guest judge on Dragula, as well as, I'm pretty sure they've literally been a guest judge at least once per season, Darren Stein. All right, well, one minute of ominous shadows and stuff later. Yeah, very ominous shadows. Like, absolutely too many shadows. Like, just get to the runway, please. It looked like they were setting up for the actual runway, the just the floor show, but then they go to the lip sync. Yeah, I wish she had, she should not have gotten rid of that hat immediately, because like, to me, I didn't, because you can't even see it really until you take it off. That hat is the best part of Coco's outfit, in my opinion. Like, that hat is cool and fantastic. It is a pretty cool hat. Like, I get it, you gotta do the lip sync, but like, for me, like, that hat is just so fantastic, so I wish she didn't take it off immediately. I mean, it probably was really hard to balance. Probably, for sure, in, a, in this sort of lip sync thing. So let's go through each, uh, well, so they lip sync to shoes. I'm going to tell you, Kendra probably did one of the best performances because they are a good performer, known performer. They did that. They lip synced the house down boots. I would also say Melissa was one of my favorites just because they added a lot of humor to it. And I think the problem is the Boulets thought, I think the Boulets obviously think like 
I don't know. They're asking. I don't know because they like kept her on the stage to critique her, and they're like, "Oh, we're not asking you to change anything." But I don't think she changed. I think she's just showing that she can do multiple things. Like, yeah, she's glamorous and dark and amazing and gory, but she also did a funny ass lip sync with funny bits during the lip sync. Like, that's just versatility. Yeah, I mean, it works especially well because shoes comes from OG YouTube sketch comedy, and not the more problematic stuff. Just the really funny stuff that has actually aged very well. So I would say Melissa was another one of my favorites. Um, Yoska absolutely bombed the absolute shit out of that. Didn't do jack uh-huh. shit. Ooh, that was such a terrible fucking performance. I would say Ava also did a really good job. You mentioned that I didn't see before is that at one point there's something about the sweeping because they have a okay, broom with yeah. them. So and... there are some lines. Uh, these shoes rule. These shoes suck. These shoes rule. These shoes suck. These shoes rule. These shoes suck. Basically, right sweep, left sweep. Pretty clever. Yeah, so they do that with their broom, which I thought, yeah, that's actually pretty impressive. Victoria literally just looking like, because I I went through like a gambit of emotions trying to figure out who the fuck Victoria is before (laughs) I figured out that it was Victoria. So I was like, is that Victoria? No, that's not Victoria. That other person's Victoria. Then who the fuck is that? Is that Melissa? No, who's that Melissa? Is that a Borat? No, oh wait, it it actually is Victoria. Uh Uh-huh. Literally sort of just looking like the witch from her. I think it's confused me because it looked just like her witch basically from Resurrection. Not completely, but like in the sameness. And you wanted to think she would do something different. And I was like, maybe she'll do like a different, but I was like, so it's like, oh, somebody recreated that or something. And I'm just like, no. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's do these runways. So we have a Bora. Um, I do like the look. It's definitely better than whatever the fuck they did for week one. It's like a big ball gown-esque type, like spiral, black and white, with very floppy tits that squirt out whipped cream. Yeah. Wait, Melissa B. Fierce is the first on the floor show. Oh, they did show her first? Oh, sorry, I must have skipped ahead too far. Excuse me. It's easy to skip. Oh, because it feels like such a short bit. Yeah, Melissa doesn't get very long. Yeah, Melissa doesn't get very much, does she? What the fuck? Anyway, Melissa has a very, like, ooh, I don't even know how to describe this face. It almost looks like, it doesn't look like a witch, like it's very like crinkly, wrinkly, like old witch face, but I almost look at it because I immediately think of the Wizard of Oz. It looks like the Cowardly Lion. <laughs> oh no. A little bit, especially with that hair too. Yeah, I can see that. I can see it. It, it makes me laugh. That is, that is a very funny comparison. But it's like, you know, uh, it's like an old crinkly, wrinkly witch, basically. Uh, the shoes are nice, if not almost a bit covered of overkill. In flowers. Literally like overkill. Like it's like it's like if somebody had a green thumb and just pressed their thumb directly on the shoes and it's just like literally covered and dripping in, fla- dripping in flowers, basically. And the outfit is also covered in flowers as well, I would say. Yeah. Not as much as the shoes. I think the shoes are like overkill covered in flowers compared to the outfit. But still, I think it's nice. Yeah green outfit covered in flowers i would still rather have i would rather have overkill like this than under when we get to like kendra yeah yeah so abora we get a whole little bit i do not understand why the fuck they just had so little of melissa but whatever yeah so she's like this ball gown with black and white and like i said weird long tatas that she squirts out whipped cream onto muffins the bald cap definitely i think works in their favor mm-hmm. it looks good pretty good makeup actually they paint on their head, basically, and make it nice. The shoes are also really cool, but my question is, like, did they bring those shoes in, or did they, like, make those shoes? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, how did that work? I think they have to make them somehow. 
somehow because it's basically like two demon mouths and it almost looks like it's made out of like it might be actually i wonder if it they is they look like they're made out of frosting and fondant which if that's the case that's great because i'm assuming that's where the whipped cream tits come uh -huh. from so it's like a bakery witch woman i guess like the witch that eats hansel and gretel almost a little bit so i would say i i enjoy it i definitely do like the shoes the outfit is nice again i mean personally for me the titties are just a bit silly but I think they're kind of funny and silly in the way that Abora usually is. It's an Abora thing for sure, but I almost think if you'd just gotten rid of the tits, you could have gone like full high camp or full high glam evil witch lady. Oh yeah. But I get it. It's Abora. They're going to add that little bit of Abora-ness. So like, it's fine. The skirt was falling off of the metal hoops though. Yeah, that's true. Don't know if that was intentional or not. I was going to say that almost feels like an Abora thing. Anyway, we have uh, Ava Destruction in this like red, swampy, hairy victorian coming back from the dead again we already described the shoes once i think they look fantastic probably my favorite shoes of the night maybe yeah good broom prop ridge the broom prop very good but yeah i do think the shoes it's glam while being gory glam and gory yeah it's like two two of the three pillars of dragula yeah meanwhile this look for erica is very you know what it reminds me of and it's specifically the wig i just realized it's her alien oh wait is the alien the alien is the one where is the alien the one where she ate her own vomit uh-huh in the extermination then yes it's the alien we're just hearkening on back to that episode again and i mean speak of the fucking devil she literally like eats sand and worms and makes herself throw up with a sickle so like yeah she absolutely brings the filth of dragula and i love that for there as for this look eh? i think a less successful candy queen because they're both, her and Yovska are both candy queens, but for some reason, I personally just enjoy the color palette of Yovska's better. Yeah, although I think that Yovska's construction could use more work. Well, there, the thing is, there isn't really much construction to Erica's. It's sort of just like a very flat, yeah, matronly. I would say, I would say the perform the performance absolutely say, and I'm glad they sort of they must have that as part of their judging materials. Is that a performance? what you're doing while you're in that like which also wonders me out because like ava didn't really do anything but yet erica has put and evora both put on like full ass not full ass but like performances like squirting stuff out of your titties on the muffins and erica literally like choking herself and throwing up into a, a, a prop bottle thing and drinking the bottle and like do you know what I mean? Like, it's weird how it's different for some, some for others. Yeah. And Abora stumbling as hard as he could. Oh, yeah. It's just very interesting. And then also the candies on these shoes. I don't really care for Erica's shoes because it literally just looks like somebody glued a bunch of candy on a shoe. Yeah. I mean, at least they've got stuff on them. Yeah, no, I, again, it's still, for me, it'll never change. Kendra's were the worst shoes in terms of just not having anything. This is just like, it, this is definitely a step up, but it's still just like, somebody took candy and went, there you go. Astrid Aurelia, very uh, interesting wish that, wish, wish, which they got the like horse hooves, heels on. Uh, cloven hooves, yes. Oh God, I didn't even realize they didn't even get, oh my God, they didn't even get a full look. What the fuck? Make up your mind and show these looks, you fucking... Okay, I can't even well, really describe it. They've got like a deer skull. Yeah, deer skull, and their heels are like hooves, basically hoof heels, and it looks very like, like a witchy, like a the witch's horse almost. Very cool, I think. Another animalian witch. Yeah, Kendra Onyx again. Performance for sure. Leotard cute. I like the colors. I like everything. Like the jewelry. Yeah, I like the jewelry as well. I'm actually gonna get a clip and I'm gonna force you to. You can just I can just grab it from YouTube. 
from Drag Race Philippines, there's a bit from the very first episode. They make fun of her the whole time. This this queen named Prince who goes home first. Season's already out. Winner's already out. Don't come for my ass. Because you're know, probably not going to talk about Philippines either. But yay, more Asian drag. Now bring us Thailand Season 3. Anyway, um, there's a clip from the first episode because they keep talking about her shoes. So the host keeps going like, The shoes. <laughs> the shoes. I did it a lot. The shoes. <laughs> Literally, even when they're fucking eliminating them, they're like, Prince. The shoes. <laughs> like... That's so funny, but I would absolutely use that here for these shoes. It's literally, like I said, it's just basic pumps with some metal rings on the heel part and a couple of feathers glued on. It's it's literally basically nothing. And when the shoes were such an integral part of the challenge, that, that's a mistake. Oh, yeah. Like, it sucks because, like, again, the performance was great. Honestly, probably, like, top three of all the performers there. Like, they lip-synced that song the fuck out. But the shoes were also such an important part of the challenge that you fucked up that part. It kind of, it it doesn't necessarily balance it out. Uh, so next we have Yoska. Like I said, like that design that they show for Yoska, like they like that, like the the man, the person eating the people, like candy, like I like that. Uh, the mask thing is a little weird, but yeah, I still think it fits, but not as much that I think it would have fit more, especially. I think the main problem, like even they said, was the hair. I feel like yeah, there's black hair to match with the hair and stuff. But I feel like unless it had also looked like candy, or I think especially because you had that pink candy face mask and the pink shoes and pink and red and all that, I think a pinker wig would have helped with this look altogether. As for the look, it's... <laughs> I still prefer it because I feel like there was a hell of a lot more effort than just gluing the candies onto the boots. But it does kind of look like a like third grader decided to reach into their horror bag and say, Look, Mommy, I made shoes! Yeah! <laughs> What with the the fucking like, teeth just glued on? The teeth glued and... on and the eyeballs looking all weird and so Again, I like them. It's funny, but it does just, just give me like shade over. Yeah, like it's nice. I do think it's nice and I like it, but then part of me is also just like it's like I said, it's like a child went, Mommy, I made some shoes after I watched the horror channel. <laughs> but it, it's fine. And then we have Hoso. Again, we already described them. I do like this look a lot. Again, I do think Without the hat, it wouldn't necessarily read as witch, which I think is a slight problem. Not as readily, no. But I do like the shoes, and they play with their bubble wand, which is cute. I think Victoria continuing to do so probably is one of the only ones who didn't ever even need a hat. Like, I think it automatically read as witch. Same with um, Kendra. Voodoo priestess, very, like, different. It doesn't need a witch's hat. As for, again, very nice look, very... Like, basically, I don't really know how else to describe Victoria's. If you've seen Resurrection... You've got a somewhat good idea. Slightly swampy witch. Slightly swamp swampy hag. witch. Swamp witch. Trixie Mattel. Did you, did, did you <laughs> tell people that I'm a swamp witch? <laughs> Meanwhile, standing there in a floor length down and wet hair, and before I could say anything, she flew off onto the moon, beside or behind the moon or some shit. I forget how the She hopped on a broom and flew across the moon. Yeah, that. Anyway. Shoes are definitely cool. Bony, as they said. Coco Kane. Um, again, I think it's fine. I think it's slightly simple, unfortunately, but I do, I like it. But you said you like it more, so you can talk about it more. So if you'd like, please go ahead. Yeah, so I noticed that there is a vest type jacket element that I personally kind of like. It balances out the top, but the whole look is basically asymmetrical going from one of the legs, from their lower left leg, all the way up to the right shoulder kind of 
is like a neat asymmetrical moment. Also, the face has like some sort of boy drag moment going on because it looks like Coco has a beard. Yeah, I thought that was actually rather interesting. You see, that's why I, because it also looks like almost, I think, I can't tell because it puts away so big, but it almost like rhinestone mustache, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So I do like that. And I told, but that's the problem of ask everybody what their witch is and what their design is. Like, I know. Almost, well, no, they did ask Coco and Coco didn't actually explain that, I don't think. Oh, well. But I still, I still stand by that. They should ask everybody so we at least have a more solid idea of what everybody's witch is instead of just Maybe like... they spent more time asking and getting everyone's stuff. They just didn't put it in. I guess, and then they just cut it down or something. Which would be sad because that would explain why there were a bunch of photos on the bottom of the hat. Why it looks like their eyes are stoner eyes. It's not photos. I'm pretty sure it's tarot cards. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right. But that's exactly the kind of shit I want to see that hat. That hat is probably one of the coolest fucking things. I love that hat. And it sucks that I can't really see it for... I can't see it when they were doing their runway walk. Or I couldn't really see it in the performance. I see it when they're standing on stage now that they've called them all in. But it sucks because I think that hat is one of the best fucking things. That's such a cool fucking hat. Yeah. And if Coco made that hat, that's fucking awesome. It's got some pretty nice shape and everything. Like, like it's a giant, like it's a cool shape. Like it's very like big and pointy, but also like, but it pulls back a bit, but it's like all white. And then the inside is literally just filled with tarot cards. It's like, it just looks cool. And then I will say for Coco's shoes, they kind of have like that crocodile vinyl pleather on top plus like almost like a bite taken out of it like it was a gator bite or something the little blood which i do like that's a little bit of extraness at least added to it i want a little more same with kendra i think there's more than kendra's like they had to make that open slit put in the blood make it look like a bite so there is more to the shoes than kendra's but it's still probably the second Mm, no, I'm going to say third weakest. I still think I would say Kendra's is the weakest shoes. And then I would say Erica's because I still cannot get past Erica's just being like black boots with candy glued on them. And then I would say Coco's because Coco's at least has the design of like making that like slit and making it look like a bite. But the problem is that's really all that's on the shoes. Yeah. But at least I feel like there's more effort than that than either gluing feathers or gluing candy to it. Yep. yep. So. Anyway, uh, Boulay's talking, Boulay's talking, who cares? They like this, they like that, blah, blah, blah. Drek does kind of comedically say, well, that was disappointing. Yeah, very much in the agreement with us of like, oh, so good. It wasn't just me. Big Boulay is also disappointed. Although they do make fun of the candy shoes as well, the which I thought, the thought of her on her knees up all night sitting there 10 million hours gluing each little piece of candy to those. She's like, one for me, one for the dress, one for me, one for the dress. <laughs> yeah, they basically are like, twos 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 across the board is for some of this voguing which yeah not oof, like astrid voguing was like twos 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 across the board oof she brought filth because a lot of them as they seem to say they were like don't do candy wish bullshit but she brought filth into it which absolutely they do say coco's a little messy but in the best way i like to see people get dirty and make their own stuff which again yes i agree it is cool that she makes her own stuff too but i just I want a little more. I want there to be that pop that makes me go. And even if it is just made yourself, I just need something to look at that makes me go. <gasps> Which honestly, I take it back. It's probably if she made it herself was the hat, but the hat was not there for barely any time. Like at least with the other look, like I, I go back to like that uh, Matisha Adams look, like the look itself was absolutely stunning, but then it had that like giant bloody rose, which was like, 
that was there for the whole walking around the runway and stuff whereas unfortunately the hat was immediately taken off and not really shown again that's my problem yeah it didn't come back it wasn't a prop yeah it was just sort of in the background and then like i said melissa was weird because i thought it was good but they were sort of like I mean, they didn't think it was bad either. Like, basically, she was there if it was as if it was a bottom three, but they were like, no, nah, you were just here for critiques and you got them. Go away, bitch. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. Also, and I know we're not there yet, they don't vote. Was that like, I'm assuming that must have been a one-episode thing or something because they don't fucking vote. Make it make sense. I think so. I think that was just a troll thing. I truly, I genuinely think it was a troll thing that they were like, okay, y'all are going to do a vote and a boar is going to go home and then we're actually going to bring a boar back and now we're in the main competition, which I do think is slightly fucked up because... So you're just going to keep doing this dropping thing? We're not going to get creative executions anymore now? Like, that's sort of like, it's almost like a cop-out, it feels like, that we're like, yeah, sorry, we're not going to do exterminations anymore. We're not going to watch them get killed in fanciful fake ways. Like, too bad. We're just going to drop them in a hole. Or at least this time around. I know, they better bring it back for season five. If they don't, I'm going to be so sad. I'm going to be so mad. Anyway, so now we have our yeah. Look at that hat. It literally look how pointy Coco's hat is with the with the uh-huh. fucking now that they're out on the stage. It's so look pointy at that. and That's tall. So, like it's so cool. That's what I wanted to see. Like honestly, that hat adds so much to the look. It adds a lot. So we have like oh look at this close up of fucking right here when they say Coco Kane. Like look at this close up. Holy shit, this is amazing. Like. The way they're standing and the way the camera looks like this looks fucking great. Oh, I love this hat so much. It just adds so much to the look. Plus, you can see a lot clearer of the makeup done in the face area and stuff. Yeah. Because well, you didn't even mention it. Like, yeah, it's definitely more masculine presented because they don't even have giant boobies on. It's their just male-ass chest. Yeah. Which, very attractive. <laughs> Also, I I just realized, because I keep looking, now that I noticed Erica's, why does it look like she just has a traffic cone on her head? Oh. <laughs> Doesn't it just look like a traffic cone? <laughs> nah. That's yeah. funny. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. It's giving me sombrero chip hat vibes. Oh, yeah. It almost looks like a candy plate it could be. And then a Bora with that ball cap looking. He also didn't mention... um. A Bora's broom type prop is like a twisted candy type pole uh, with like streamers on it. Yeah, candy flag almost. Yeah, so Abora, Astrid, Coco, and Erica are safe and can go fuck off to the cauldron and get their drinks in. Astrid is thrilled to be safe for the challenge because they went home on episode two. So they're like, aha, curse is done. Goodbye. I have escaped the curse. The remaining witches are the highs and lows, except for Melissa, who's also technically safe, but they just wanted to give her critiques. And it's very confusing, which I think is just hilarious because they're literally like, you're not in the bottom. We just wanted to give you critiques. You're safe. Get the fuck out of here. Like you didn't. You're not the best, but you're not the worst. You're just safe. And we just wanted to give you critiques. Okay, Melissa, get the fuck out of here. And I'm just like, that's so funny. We don't need to talk about the judges judging. We literally did that for them. We have the best and worst. We would say the top, really the top two. Yes, Victoria is high, but they specifically single out Hoso and Eva for being the top two, two. Uh-huh. So I would say she's just like a high. She's like, hello, I got good critiques. Victoria, great job, but not the greatest. She stumbled a little over her props. A little bit, yeah. Ava and Hoso are the biggest bitches, but there can only be one, and that big witch is not either of you. She says it's Swanthula. 
Swanthula fucking says it can only be one person, and that person is Dracmorda. Dracmorda, and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> which is rather hilarious. Now she's like, okay, now that that's over, the winner of the challenge <laughs> is Ava Destruction, and everyone's like, woo, yay, we. And they finally, because that was going to piss me off, because I know they do that sometimes where they'll be like, no prize this week, go fuck yourself. But uh, Ava wins a $1,000 shopping spree for shoes and boots to Fierce Queens. Maybe that's why I guess they didn't, now that I think about it, if it was like a fake, no. Well, even if it was a fake out, that's still fucked up. They're like, Victoria didn't win anything last week. Like, come on, just yeah. give them a prize. You got shutter money now. Give them a quick little $500 shopping spree or some shit. Like, come on. And then Melissa, you are literally just here to get some critiques. Freak off, you're safe, goodbye. Leaving our bottom two of Yovska and Kendra. So now they go back. There's no voting. There's no nothing. There's just, we'll decide your fates. Goodbye. So time for Cauldron. Lots of silly bits of fighting, including a quick heated exchange between Coco and Yovska, which I thought was interesting. But again, everyone's comparing things to their tools. For me, it, we have to judge this in like three different ways. The full outfit, the shoes, and the performance. If we're going based on that, performance, Kendra immediately takes it. No holds bar. Yovska didn't do jack shit compared to Kendra, and Kendra, like, performed the fuck out of it. Yep. So Kendra automatically wins that. Shoes. Yovska. Absolutely. Sorry, Kendra, you didn't do basically any shit to those shoes compared to Yovska if we're comparing the two. Yeah, they were plain purple platforms. Even if you don't like Yovska's shoes, you can just say that she did a hell of a lot more to those shoes than Kendra did. Something a lot more creative. And then... As far as look goes, I think that's the tiebreaker that sort of, it really is subjective taste. I think if we're going for something that has to be, the important thing is to be cohesive and looking at something that you know immediately what it is. I think Kendra just slightly edges out Yovska there. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, saying a Candy Witch, Kendra, or even if I get on Erica for doing it, Erica immediately shows Candy Witch, I think, a lot easier than Yovska. Because Yoska's got a couple peppermints here and there, but I don't think it immediately reads as Candy Witch. Yeah, there were some other conflicting elements in there too. Uh, they used a skull prop sometime. Again, I think the skull prop could have worked if the wig had been the same color as the skull, because the skull was like a candy pink. Yeah. And I think if the wig had been candy pink as well, I think the wig, like they said, they should should have given fucking Yovska the bald bitch spell, because it probably would have been in her favor. Yeah. But again, I think all in all, I think Kendra's look is more cohesive and immediately you look at that and go, yeah, like a dype voodoo priestess, like they said, like very witchy priestess person. So I definitely think they pull off the execution a bit better. So I think it's going in a choice. It's two for three. So Kendra wins. And bye bye, Yovska. But now let's talk about drama because no, they didn't vote. But for some reason... A vote for Yovska from last week was left on a table and found by Obora. <laughs> and they're like, um, so you know how we all voted last week? I won the most popular vote, tee hee hee. Did anybody put somebody up for extermination that would have been in the bottom? And you could see the camera immediately going to fucking Hoso and she's like, shit! <laughs> Does this look familiar to anyone? And everyone's like, oh, Yovska got a vote? What? Whoever voted for her is one shady bitch. Thank you, Melissa. Surprisingly, Coco's like, no, I don't think it was shady to vote for someone else that was in the bottom. For the simple fact that I love people who can think for themselves. <laughs> well, you say that, but you didn't vote for somebody else who wasn't in the bottom, Coco, so... Mm. But you did give us entertainment, so who's a liar? Hoso even fucking winks at the camera. Like, 
It's like, fine. Okay, Yovska, let me explain. Let me explain, Yovska. Hold on, let me explain. Abor getting one good line in this week. It's like, Yovska wasn't even the bottom. My wig evaporated for the second time this week. <laughs> Great line. It's like, let me explain. I didn't vote fairly. I didn't want Abora to go home. Uh, Melissa calling it out. It's because of your guys' relationship. It's like, no, I just, because I didn't want to see her go home. I'm like, mm. And thus I just eeny, meeny, miny mode. And Yovska was the one. Post where Yovska. But like, why? You literally could have just voted for like Coco or something. If you didn't want to vote for Abora, fine. If you didn't want to vote, but then why not just vote for Erica or vote for Coco at that point? If you go for the bottoms, what made you specifically design and say, you know what? Nah, meeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let me just vote for Yovska for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like, it feels weird. Yeah. But yeah, and then Kendra's like, whatever happened, Abora still went home first. Teehee. And then fucking Astrid and Hoso are on the fucking couch. Abora and Hoso got their shit last week. Now this week, they're on a fucking couch talking about pouring hot wax on your ass. Uh-huh. Like... And they're just like, huh? What? Astrid's scratching Hoso's forehead. And enjoying each other. And you can see Abora slightly spinning. So yeah. Ava goes and calms them down, which is kind of nice. But still, like, it's fucking wild. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, we get to the end. Also different in... Which also gives me an idea that maybe the first week really was a fake out of some shit. Because when they bring back Kendra and Yovska, there is nobody else on the stage now. Before when it no. was all the queens. So there are no people on the stage now. It will be a surprise for everyone when they get back next week. Which is usually how it is when it comes to exterminations. Only the people that were there know who went... Well, even then they don't really know who went home, actually. So it's not until they walk into the boudoir the next day. So they walk up there... Tense music. <gasps> Yelvska. Whee! Down you go. Kendra's just standing there like, oof, thank God I've been spared. And then they cut to the picture being shown. Thunder booms <laughs> and a toilet flushes. Oh, it is very funny. Those shady ass editors. Shady ass editors. Anyway, well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Dragula. We'll be back not next week, actually. I'm going on a cruise next week, so I actually won't be able to record. But then we'll be back with a double episode or a single episode if he figures out a guest host the week after. This has been Andrew B. and... Guy Smith. Coming to you from Two Gays Dragcast. And until we see you again next time, unpleasant dreams. We do not own, claim ownership of, or desire for ownership of contained or referenced clips and gags. They are the property of their trademark and copyright holders. Proper support, listenership, and viewership of the things we reference is encouraged. Two Kids Dragcast is created by me, Guy Smith, and Andrew B. Voiced and recorded by Guy Smith and Andrew B. Editing by Guy Smith, community management by Andrew B., and art created by Guy Smith. You can find us and all our links in the description or on our website, twogaysdragcast.wordpress.com. We are an independent production. Above all else, sharing the podcast is the best way to support the show. Anyone who will listen to our show will do. Liking, reviewing, and commenting on the show will also help boost us in the fight for algorithmic relevancy. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.